Hey, listen, welcome to episode 98. This is our special 2018 E3 episode. We have kind of seen all the press conferences uh, for the week. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and uh, as well some other ones. And we're here very excited to talk to you about everything, especially, at least for me, Smash Bros. Because uh, that was awesome. <laughs> That's the most recent announcement dropped yes, today. Drop, so. dropped this morning, so still very fresh in my mind. But uh, my name is Jeffrey Morse. This is episode 98. Joining us today is Nathan Wagner. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. And joining us yet again, the wonderful Anthony Shelton. How's it going, Anthony? Man, I'm kind of disappointed for you guys because this should have been like episode 100, but it's just two weeks too early. (laughs) Didn't quite make it on that one, but uh, we do have some fun stuff planned for episode 100. I don't know if you've been following, but uh, uh, we gave our first 25 games for our top 100 Halosin games of all time. Uh, episode 99 next week. Look forward to that because we will be hitting the next 50 games and then episode 100 we will be breaking down in depth our top 25 games of all time. So it'll it'll be a lot of fun doing that. So yeah, that'll be cool. Can Anyways. we put these games that aren't out yet on that list? Um, Smash Ultimate will what? probably deserve to be on that list <laughs> next year if we do like a revised list. Maybe, okay, okay. But, uh... Or for the 200 <laughs> episode or something like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, we. it was kind of interesting because we had to kind of talk, you know, is this game too recent to put on the list? And, you know, like I think, I think we put the new God of War on there somewhere, but we felt like that was, you know, an easy enough. Spoilers. Easy enough game to be on, on there. But, yep. Anyways. You're not going to get any more out of me. You don't know where it's on the list. <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. So, segment one, we're going to kick things off talking about Microsoft. Um, you know, the last year they had a decent showing, but really the last few years in the Xbox One era, they didn't really have a super good showing um, as compared to, like, Sony and, and Nintendo. But Microsoft really brought the heat this year, and I think overall they probably had the best conference out of the big three. Uh, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, definitely. They showed a lot of games. They had, I think, they had the best pacing of anyone. Like, like I think you said it, Jeff. It reminded you kind of of Sony a couple years ago, where mm-hmm. they just showed games, gave us a little bit about like them, and then moved on to reveal. the next one. Yeah, and it was wasn't too long. I never felt like I was bored or waiting for something to end at any point. So. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Anthony, did you, watch, did you I, have a chance to watch it at all? I haven't watched any of them okay. just because of, <laughs> okay. of work. Yeah, uh, I've yes, been keeping up with like specific news posts news. and things like that. Sure. But I, I, I actually didn't think Microsoft's last two years weren't as bad as you made them. I'm not saying they were great, I but they, the, they, they were, they okay. were last bad. Last year was actually pretty good. But two and three years ago, I was more like, man, that was, yeah, that was rough, years especially ago, compared was, to Sony's... Sony's that they had, you know, when they announced all these games that still aren't out yet, <laughs> we're still showing this year, which kind of made them well, suffer it was this mostly year. Annoying because it was like all these exclusive games mm-hmm. that were just going to be on PC. Yes, yes, they right. still like, do the. Well, I think what do they call it now? Console, console exclusive, exclusive now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had like a is. lot of exclusive premieres, which were like you mean just coming to PlayStation as well? Like they kind of showed a bunch of third party games that are coming to both, but I mean, Oh, they said console launch exclusive. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, it'll be on Xbox for like the first couple months or something like that. So they haven't quite fixed that part yet. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it'll be interesting to see when yeah. all these games come out and where they actually <laughs> land and when they do come to other systems and which ones 
our exclusive, like still really the only one we knew about was like Crackdown 3, and that game still looked pretty rough. Like it still looked like a 360 game to me. Like, and I liked the original <clears throat> Crackdown games like back on 360, but like this looks like the exact same thing. And like I was hoping that they would take it a new direction or give it a little more. But um, anyways, let's get to the good stuff because they announced Gears 5 and Halo Infinite which were probably two of the biggest reveals really at E3 of like games we didn't really know beforehand that got confirmed. Um, Halo Infinite, they didn't show a lot other than like a cinematic trailer, basically showing this new world. It looked like a very open Halo. There's like wildlife with rhinos. And then they show Master Chief at the very end. Like it was a really well done trailer. Um, and nothing really other than that. They didn't even give a 2019. So like this game might be maybe even over a year or two away still. Yeah, but next gen Xbox maybe. Yeah, I mean, they did kind of name drop that they were working on the next Xbox, whatever that looks like. And they're continuing to add more games to Game Pass. And they said they're looking at streaming um, a little bit more. But I don't know. Do you think Halo Infinite's a 2019 game? Or do you, do you think it's at least 2020 and beyond? Uh, I <clears throat> I think they'll save it for... I think I saw there was rumors going around that the next Xbox, which is codenamed Scarlet, uh, there was a report today that came out that it's supposed to come out in 2020. Oh, and okay. so it could launch. With I that think then. they could like save it and do like a Zelda Breath of the Wild thing where they yeah. launch it on Xbox One, but then also on the next generation of Xboxes and allow and say, "Hey, come play our new exclusive game on a new shiny box that everyone wants to play." I mean, and how much better is it actually going to look than like maybe the Xbox One X version? Anyways, like I'm sure it'll probably run fine on Xbox yeah, One we'll see. if it does come to I, another one. I was really excited by this announcement just because, like, they showed uh, Master Chief. It looked <clears> like he was back on a Halo yeah, world no, it was. that showed it was. the rings, <laughs> and it looked like it was going back to old school Halo. Like even Halo. his armor looked kind of original, like X maybe Halo One or Two armor almost. Exactly, so. exactly. So that really excited me because I haven't played a Halo game since halo 4 was the last one i played mm-hmm. i think i didn't play 5 at all yeah i played a bit of 5 and i know that the community wasn't super hot on the new spartan lock and so i think you know they've said this is pretty much a direct response to really the feedback that they got on halo 5 and hey we know you guys wanted master chief back we're giving you you know classic halo with master chief you know as your main character and so yeah. Looks like a step in the did right, you, right direction. Did you play Halo 5, Anthony? I know you actually have an Xbox One, so did you did you play it? Uh, <laughs> I did. Did you, did you like I've, Did you like the story? Like, because I know a lot of people didn't enjoy it. It wasn't It wasn't the best. It was better than four, but it wasn't. Well, the that's best. good. I, I was not yeah. on four. Four's so. was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, five Five wasn't fantastic, but I felt like the setup was a little bit better. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I want from this new trilogy anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't know. What like I go doing. back to the original trilogy, and I'm like, yeah, this was the sweet spot. I don't really know if they can do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, but I think the fact that Halo Infinite, at least from that reveal trailer, to me looks like they're maybe trying to go back to something like that. At least has me more intrigued than. Well- it, the it, thing is, is that this was actually a engine demo, the slip space engine yeah, yeah. demo. Yeah. I was wondering why they threw the slip space on. I was like, first of all, nobody knew what the name of yeah. the engine I'm was like, in the first this? place. So I was like, what, what's the big deal about slip space? Oh, this is the engine demo. Okay, it would be nice if you would have let us know that. But I have a feeling sometimes the engine demos kind of tap into nostalgia just to... Just lock plan. you in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I, I mean, don't like, know if this, like, I don't, 
if they go back to an original Halo feel, like I don't know where that takes the story. And I think that's kind of where 343 has locked themselves into a big problem because multiplayer-wise, everybody wants original Halo, you know, Halo 2, 3-ish kind of feel, right? Story-wise, everybody wants Master Chief, but nobody really knows what that actually looks like, (laughs) including 343. Yeah. So... Who knows what what Halo Six is going to be? Yeah, um, I did. I did notice that when they reveal you know Chief at the end of that trailer, they kind of played that same like E octave chord that they played the original Halo Three trailer that launched as kind of the reveal of Halo Three. So like just that note alone like brought me back to like oh this is going to be like Halo Three like so they're definitely tapping into that nostalgia which I think is a smart move. But anyways, Halo Infinite looks pretty cool. Um, Gears 5 is the other really big game that they talked about, and this reveal was just hilarious, because I don't know if you realize that, Anthony, but they, like, trolled the entire audience, like, with two other Gears games before they announced it. Like, they showed the Gears logo on screen, you know, the crowd goes wild, then they go, introducing the Gears pop, and it's, like, these little pop figures talking, like, Animal Crossing characters <laughs> to each other, and the whole family was, like... like awkward clapping like wait is this really what you came out to announce (laughs) and then like the whole coalition guy like rod ferguson comes out and he's like talking you know history oh i'm so lucky to be involved with gears you know it's gone so many great places i'm so excited to see where it goes next introducing our next game and it's this like turn-based like strategy like XCOM game with gears characters and again everyone's like not clapping just like wait is Really, you came out to announce this <laughs> other spinoff game? And then finally, like, and here's Gears 5. And, you know, the crowd goes wild. And they have that story demo where you play as Kate, um, which is, you know, a female character as a main protagonist, which is a first, really, for the series. As You know, that's the, who the story is really following. And um, I didn't play Gears 4, so I don't really know how the story goes. So I, was, I wasn't sure how that's going to wrap up. But I just want to say the environments looked amazing. Like, it totally kind of reminded me of the new God of War game, just, like, the lighting and... They all felt kind of very like fantasy almost, and like lots of different environment and colors. Like it's not just gritty underground lava anymore. Like so, you know the original games were. So I'm excited to see more for this game. But again, this is a 2019 game. We're not we're not seeing it this year, but it does look pretty promising. So does anybody care about Gears anymore? Um, like really? I, I don't know. Like, people I like clap, Gears cool, 3. but like yeah, yeah I like the I, original ones. But no, I, the trilogy is yeah. good. I, I think I feel like that's where Microsoft is with a lot of their IP. I mean, obviously their two biggest IP are Halo, which we just talked about, and Gears. And I noticed I'd actually almost argue Forza is bigger than Gears oh, at this point. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Like I, I know there's a lot I, of crazy. It's more consistent for sure <laughs> out there. Yes, it is more consistent. But yeah. I yeah I don't I don't know where Gears is at right now. Did you play Gears Four, Anthony? No, and oh, I, okay. I kind of wanted to, and I was just like... Oh, I, I did notice that... There's it, other important things. Yeah. yeah. I did notice that Gears 5, like, it looks like it goes back in time to when Marcus was younger versus Gears 4. You were playing as his son, and he, he was... They had older Marcus in the game and stuff like that, so it's a completely different time. Well, which... I think older Marcus is still in the game, like, from the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, it just... Him and his son aren't the focus anymore. Like, okay. it's... To going in a different route it's not really focusing on the phoenixes but they're still kind of like there so like like i said it does feel different that they're taking a very different direction and you know had something with you know the main character kate like maybe betraying them and working with the locust or something so 
I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but it does seem like they're trying something a little different. And like I said, the environments looked cool, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I will have to, I think, wait and see more of that game. But yeah, it is pretty cool. Microsoft came out with, you know, two of their biggest franchises, announced new games. It's awesome. And then what was your favorite part of the conference, Nathan? Uh, so my favorite part of the conference was actually when Microsoft, Phil Spencer came out and talked about how they had bought four new studios. They bought um, uh, Ninja Theory, which made that uh, Senua's Sacrifice game that came yeah, out Hellblade, last year. Which Hellblade, which was one of the, you know, best-received yeah. games of 2017. Exactly. They bought... Um, the studio that's making We Happy Few. I forget their name. Uh, they bought Undead Labs, which just released... Uh, what is the name of that zombie game? Zombie game. The one that just came out. Uh, Undying... I don't know. Oh, Dying State of Decay? 2? State of Decay 2. Yes. Gotcha. State of oh. Decay 2. Thank you. Uh, State of Decay 2. And then it also announced that they bought um, Playground Games, which makes Forza the Forza Horizon series. And they also confirmed that they're working on a open world... New open world game, which basically probably means Fable re- reboot. Yeah, probably. Which I the reason this excited me so much is I actually think Microsoft is gearing up for the future. They're gearing up for the next generation, and PlayStation is getting to the point where they're we're at after the PlayStation Two, where they're kind of very high and mighty and like nothing can touch us, and we like we don't want to play nice with others. We don't want to allow people to play cross gen. Mm-hmm. Their conference. This year, I didn't really love it, mm. and their games that are very far out don't interest me a lot. So I think it might be time to switch back to Xbox next yeah. generation for myself because I've played PS4 this generation. This and I is, don't have a Xbox. This one. is the Sony cycle. It's they get really far, they win the generation like with PS2, and the next one they get really confident and they yes, their next system you know, doesn't launch very well. <laughs> now we're seeing they go with the PS4. It looks really good, but Microsoft is kind of saying, "All right, you won this round. We're looking ahead." I, I think that's pretty yeah accurate. i think so i just think it's a, a very exciting time for in the next few years to be a microsoft fan and also like all these games i'm saying i don't have an xbox one if i buy a whatever the next generation of xbox is i'm sure it'll be backwards compatible and i can play all those games that and i miss playstation probably will not do that so yeah that is true no they'll use streaming that's what they'll do ps now only 20 dollars oh, no. a month <laughs> no. i mean oh dear uh, Streaming is becoming more reality. Like EA talked about, they're adding more streaming options. Xbox said they're looking into it. Obviously, they have Game Pass, but like Sony's been doing PS Now for a while. So like, I don't know like how far away that reality is, but I could see maybe that being the standard in the next generation. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I love physical copies, so it scares me. (laughs) I also think you know it could be really convenient for a lot of consumers. So yeah, I I think only streaming as an option is still a ways away, but. Obviously, the industry is going more and more towards that. So we'll at least have options going forward. Yep. Uh, Anthony, what was your favorite thing at Microsoft? Uh, was there any other games that stood out to you? Dude, probably nobody gives a flip about this game. <laughs> it just cause four. <laughs> yes. So when I was writing reviews for Game Watcher, my first game was Just Cause 3. Oh, okay. Never never really heard of the series. As well, I mean, I heard of it, but I never, never paid attention it. to it. Yeah. Never played it. So I was like, all right, like Just Cause 3. It's a big game. It's a triple-A game, so I'm kind of cool reviewing it. Man, that game was so good. <laughs> just If you just like blowing crap yeah, up. Yeah, just like mindless like, action. That is the game. Like, <laughs> well, it's it only is leads every right? like arsonist's it. fantasy. Like, just blow stuff <laughs> up and, like, kill dudes. Like, that is it. So I'm like, more Just Cause? 
just cause yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's probably not a game on people's radar but it's certainly on my radar just because i want more explosions yeah and there's more destruction with tornadoes so you can like call down storms and stuff like that right (laughs) you like flew into the tornado like just for funsies like it was great but i think what made that game so much fun too was that the destruction was actually fun to watch like okay put a lot of effort into making the environment like it could actually happen and so like you blow something up and everything would just rapid fire like next like if you blew up a gas station like the whole thing just (laughs) just blew up at one time like there were like these chain reactions and it never did it the same way every time so really interesting to see how everything just destroyed it was, just yeah. cause four it's on your calendar to bring out yes. your secret pyromaniac side <laughs> exactly <laughs> there we go uh but yeah i think that kind of wraps up most of microsoft conference um really good they had you know a lot of good reveals lots of games back to back probably the most exciting conference out of all the yeah. three but... you're excited for that anime crossover fighting game right no yeah I, I rolled my eyes at that one i know that a lot of people are excited for that like your brother anthony i know is really excited for that one but i'm like maybe if it was like a platform fighter like smash but like no I, not for me i like it. i like the look of it yeah uh, i i think goku and frieza look very strange in that art style but like dragon ball z fighters like that's the one anime game that i may touch but uh i don't know about the other ones um anyways moving on sony's press conference um last night monday night um very very different than what we've seen in the past. This wasn't a giant crowded conference hall. They literally opened up when literally what looked like a church and like Sean Layden like came out and like addressed everyone. Thank you for coming to church. You're the, you're the congregation in our, oh, in our Sony. Fa- it was yes, really, it was weird. very strange watching <laughs> it. Weird. It was bizarre. Like saying that. And then like, he says nothing and then goes off stage and this old man comes out and starts playing on like a, banjo for like 10 minutes he played for like six minutes on the banjo yeah and everyone was just like like, what's uh, going on (laughs) so just really bizarre opening it was like a very small like intimate like little setting they built like a tent that looked literally like a church and then they cut to last of us 2 uh gameplay which was started off with a cutscene, and it was basically the cutscene took place in this basically tent church environment so like they were trying to basically make an environment that was very similar to the environment that yeah. So they're going for that feel, but still, I think it was just kind of oh, strange, awkward opening. <laughs> yeah, and like no one was like clapping. There was kind of like, wait, like what? What's going on? Like confused, and the whole like opening cutscene was really served no purpose other than to show everyone that Ellie's a lesbian again because that was in the DLC. But like, I don't think everyone knew that necessarily. And then it cut to gameplay, which was like really violent stealth gameplay the gameplay i thought the gameplay actually looked really really cool like what she was doing the management of resources the different animations that ellie had and how they played through that sequence i thought that looked really cool yeah it almost looked like it was too good to be true to be gameplay yes yes like she picked up this bottle and perfectly threw it back at someone who was chasing her um it looked neat anthony you were excited about this game correct yeah, I I really enjoyed The Last of Us. Uh, gameplay wise, I feel like the the gameplay loop was a little fatiguing. Yes. Yeah. So you know it it was hard to finish the game, but the story was really interesting. Yeah. But everything they showed in the gameplay, I felt was actually possible because everything in the first game was not too far off what they were showing 
in this game. Like even the running with the, the you know the bottle and stuff. Like it was, they already had that. Like you could just you could crouch walk and grab something at the same time mm-hmm. in the first one. So adding the run animation with grabbing something, I didn't feel was too far fetched. Or you know, now you can go under cars. I don't know if anybody's going to use that strategy, yeah. <laughs> but like it was, it was a cool demonstration of how that could work out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looked it looked really good. I'm just concerned that the gameplay loop will be very similar to The Last of Us mm-hmm. in in the sense of you go through a certain section, you fight zombies, you go through a story, you have you know walking and talking going on, whatever yeah. whatever's whatever's going to happen, and then it's another horde of zombies in. You know, you got to move something out the way to get to this one level, and yeah, you know, yeah, all I, these I like di- just weird, similar things that just didn't feel different enough throughout the entire game to keep me interested. Yeah, I'm I'm not big on like stealth games, so like when games have a lot of stealth elements, it it does get kind of tiring for me. I did appreciate you know how Uncharted Four had some stealth you could do, but it was pretty much optional. You know, you could stealth your way through an entire area, or you could just kind of you know go and try to headshot everyone, you know, and it was, you can do it kind of either way. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the, the conserving of resources. And I think it looked like that was going to be back in the second one. But like I said, the story seems really interesting, but I mean, seems I don't, very dark. I don't Again, feel like they really very brutal, showed very violent. anything that got me interested in this story the second time around. Like it felt all just kind of like, just kind of like random, like shock stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I saw an article on Kotaku saying that I guess they wanted the violence to feel uncomfortably brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think I think they they did that because even I was like, oh, this yeah. is yeah, like they, they, they achieved I couldn't, that. I, I couldn't even watch like the original trailer they put out. It was just like the the torture scene or whatever. Like that was rough. Even, oh, the so. one with the hanging the lady. Yeah. Yeah, was... I do wonder what the multiplayer would would be like because the original multiplayer was actually really good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. didn't talk about it, but it was it was very very good. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping the multiplayer returns, e- even if it's pretty much the same thing. Like I'd be fine with that. Yeah. maybe a mode or two. It was it was very refreshing to because it was it felt really different from pretty much all the other multiplayer that was yeah. going on at the time. So I, I thought it was really refreshing. And it, it would still be different from yeah. the other yeah. multiplayer <laughs> games right now. Yes, so yeah. like it's still it's, in, that, even, in that niche. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, so my favorite part of the conference, big surprise, Spider-Man. What a great way to end the conference. That gameplay still looks amazing for that game. I love how they went directly to the raft. I'm like, they're going to show all these other super villains that break out. And uh, we got pretty much the Sinister Six there. Um, they didn't show Doc Ock, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be a mastermind, pulling a lot of the strings in the main story of the game. But um, they also showed some open world uh, footage after the conference uh, of just Spider-Man swinging around, doing some side missions and stuff. And um, that's always been one of the strongest and weakest parts of Spider-Man games is um, swinging around the city has always been really fun and like you know exploring and just the feel of web slinging, you know, that's what makes Spider-Man so cool is the fact that he can do that. But the side missions have always been so boring and repetitive and not fun, but they looked like all these side missions are very similar to kind of the Batman Arkham night ones. And there's going to be a lot of different variety and the combat looks so incredibly fluid and there's lots of different webs to do. And just, I don't know, everything I've seen about this game just makes me so excited. And this is like the only game Sony really showed that we get to play this year. Like it's, you know, three months away. So 
Um, I'm really, really looking forward to this game. And are, did uh, what you see get you more excited for Spider-Man, or did you not think it was that great? Or what do you guys think? Anyone? Am I the only one excited <laughs> for Spider-Man here? I, I, I uh, mean, like, this game looks amazing. I'm burned out on Spider-Man, like the original ones back in uh, the GameCube, Xbox. <laughs> You're burned out from the GameCube era? era. That doesn't make sense. I mean, okay traumatized is the right <laughs> word i should use okay so my i have co-workers who are like so excited about this game and i'm like it's freaking spider-man like I, uh, it's finally fair, in the right hands this isn't like a crappy spinoff activision studio anymore this is like insomniac games who made Ratchet right Rank. like amazing right so I'm mildly interested from that point. <laughs> Granted, I haven't looked up much about this. I haven't actually looked up anything about this game because I'm like, I'm not interested in it. Okay. It's Spider-Man. Like, what is to be excited about? So now that I keep seeing this excitement now from, like, real video game fans, <laughs> I will look I will, I will look at this and, and consider my the error of my ways. Well... Anthony, let me preface this. Um, Jeff is, like, the biggest Spider-Man fan I know. I'm a Spider-Man so, fanboy. like, yeah, he's a Spider-Man fanboy. So maybe don't take anything he says seriously. But no, go, go check out but all the, game, the, game, the I gameplay. I take it with a grain of salt. Yes, take it with everything he says with a grain of salt. Um, okay, but the gameplay right. does look really fun. Like, the, the uh, locomotion in this game and the way Spider-Man swings and the variety of ways that you can kind of transport yourself around the city does look like a lot of fun. I will say that. This I, is going to be, like... The Batman Arkham Asylum for Spider-Man. Like, no one really was excited for that game. Like, another, City. It was like it's another Batman game, and then when those games more, came out, more like they Arkham were City amazing. Because it's, yeah, it's in a bigger city versus just Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks fun. I am looking forward to it. I am not, like, 100% on board because I, I'm still kind of worried about some of the side missions. Like, any open-world game especially Dude. if there's collectibles i will say it is an upgrade last one the last one had 700 comic pages to collect oh my god, oh my god. that it, reminds it, me of like the first assassin's creed yes, yeah exactly just like way over the top terrible flags. and it had like the side missions were like run into a burning building find five random people pick them up one at a time awkwardly swing out put them on the sidewalk like terrible side missions like that were zero fun to play but like most of these side missions look like they revolve around the fluid combat, which looks like incredibly fun to play. And all the hands-on impressions that people have been you know, yep. posting for IGN, Kotaku and stuff, just say, yep, gameplay feels as good as it looks. So It looks really good. This game is coming out in three months, so that's exciting because I know we know we'll play it soon. Yeah, it's like the only one. <laughs> the other games, we have no idea when they're coming out that yeah. Sony focused on. So Yeah, Anthony and anyone else interested, you know, you can check out the new E3 footage, obviously, but Game Informer did kind of a month of Spider-Man footage. It was kind of their cover story. They inter- did a lot of interviews with the team, and it just seems like they're really putting a lot of good effort. Like, and they're not, it's finally not tied to you know a movie or anything, so they're really kind of taking liberties and pulling different inspirations and from the new comics and stuff. So, looks really Cut. good. Check it out. Cut. Um, moving on, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. We finally saw real movie gameplay in this game. This is the new game from Sucker Punch, which is famous for the infamous games, and uh, I think. One thing, I don't know how much fun the gameplay would be, but it looks absolutely incredible. The world looks, like, amazing. The the kind of the color palette in it is really wide and really varied. The uh, I just noticed, like, the motion blur on it and the grass physics uh-huh. and stuff like that. They were kind of riding a horse through this 
grassy yeah. kind of flowery area and it looked really really impressive so it's almost like a breath of the wild like meets horizon zero dawn but like in a japanese feudal japan you know like yes. really really cool art style looks yeah. really amazing the, the art style kind of drew me in for that and i'm very interested in any kind of samurai game so i'm yep. very excited about this one you're the last samurai fan tom cruise yeah, dude. <laughs> dude please please <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i've watched that movie <laughs> Uh, I think it, it, the gameplay itself, like they showed a couple different, why can't I think combat, combat. Yeah. They showed, they showed combat encounters and sword fights. It has like a 3d, almost like very low camera angle. So it almost looks like a, uh, like a soul soul caliber caliber game, but, um, it didn't look anything groundbreaking or breathtaking or anything like that. Like. Looked like Assassin's Creed combat. It looked like, like his parry. It, it looked like attack. old Assassin's Creed yeah. combat, though, like Assassin's Creed Three or something like that. So, and the anim- some of the animations looked really off. So, I think that game is still still early. a ways yeah. away. So yeah. they'll have time to fix that. Well, what I loved about the Infamous games was the gameplay was just really fun. Like you were basically like a superhero and just went around jumping super high, crazy superpowers and stuff. And this is kind of the opposite. You're just like a normal samurai dude who you know has cool sword moves, but he can't jump. 30 stories in the air he can't you know throw crazy grenades or superpowers this game is supposed to be very grounded it's same yeah it's very grounded it's very kind of story focused like most of the footage was almost like kind of like story elements and so very different because infamous games never had great stories like it was very skippable so very different direction for the studio and interesting to see how well they pull that off but um did do you think the combat looks interesting anthony or is this game even on your radar or does it pique your interest with Samurais? I have no idea what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. And, uh, like, I have not looked up anything about this game. Yeah. The, the tra- I only heard of it. Yeah. The, the, the gameplay demo they showed last night, the biggest thing that impressed me was the world and the art direction and visual style. Looks really will cool. Will it be fun to play and will Being it have a good in, story? Yeah, exactly. I don't know about fun to play, the combat worries me a little bit but i i do think that game is probably still kind of far away so yeah. hopefully they they have time fall 2019 on. that's what i'm saying um all right last game for sony death stranding is back third year in a row we still are very confused about everything in this game but we did actually get kind of gameplay footage it was basically just norman Reedus walking <laughs> around a bunch of random environments he climbed like three mountains and okay the game looks very early because, like, all of the, at least all of the environments that he we saw that looked like gameplay, didn't look very interactable or, or inner. Yeah, it was just exactly. like here's a world, drop a character. Right? Exactly. I, this game looks very far away. We have no idea what's going on, which is the interesting part. That's Kojima, and I'm sure they'll have more gameplay than walking. But right now, it just looks like a third person walking simulator. <laughs> With lots of random questions and moments. So, I don't know. It, I think people are still interested, and that's what they like about this game, is it's really weird, and they don't know what it's yes, about. Yes, that, so. that's, that's why people are into it. Yeah, definitely. At least 2020. I think this game is very far away as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. We live in a world where Kingdom Hearts, apparently, is coming out next year. They announced February 22nd, correct? January 29th. Or January. Yeah. And there's a $230 <laughs> edition to buy in case uh, you've really been saving up your money for all these years. You got some extra Hey, you have had a lot of time to save, to be <laughs> fair. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a little bit of Kingdom Hearts. I think it looks 
kind of interesting that they're blending like 2D animated characters with like the modern 3D Disney characters. But they showed like Pirates of the Caribbean at the Sony conference, and they were like realistic, like they weren't like you know supposed to look yeah, the, animated. Really. The art style looks like it kind of changes, so jumping all over the place. Worlds, yeah, which is kind of a neat idea. I think that I could be interested I mean, in it's that. Better than Disney Infinity, where they all look like really polygonal and blocky, I guess. But I don't know. It, good for people have been waiting two decades for that game i guess so that game that game does look good though are you a uh, really are you good. a kingdom hearts fan anthony i am a kingdom hearts fan that has never played kingdom hearts <laughs> i i see i feel the same like i feel like i should be really into those games because i love disney but i played a little bit of the first one and that's all i have played a little bit of the first one also and it was at it was actually at one of my former places of work. Okay. So I didn't get to play a whole bunch of it, but it was like, I want to play more of it, and I am interested in the story. I love the music. I have both soundtracks for yeah, one I and two. Yeah, I love the music as well. I can agree on that for sure. Um, and so it's 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 been one of the franchises that I've been wanting to play for a long time. I just never owned a PlayStation 2 or 3, mm-hmm. so... I couldn't get my hands on it. So yep. I'm really looking forward to three. And my one of my coworkers just told me I could borrow his PlayStation 2 to play Kingdom Hearts. Oh, there you go. So I was like, all right. I Only get started. five other spinoff games before you caught up on the convoluted story. Right, yeah. <laughs> he just told me to play one, two, and Birth by Sleep. So I was like, all right, I can do that. I, I have heard that, that as well. So, yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, moving on. The big end, Nintendo, we are going to talk about their uh, direct that they held this morning. And half of their direct was just solely focused on Smash. Like I it think was, it was more than half, actually. It was, it was about like 25 minutes. 25 yeah. minutes. 25 minutes of, of Smash, Smash Bros. glory. And 15 to 20 minutes of other things. So let's just go and talk straight about Smash, because obviously that was the focus. Um, Smash Bros. is called Super Smash Bros. Universe. No, the, Ultimate. Or Ultimate. Ultimate. Thank Ultimate. you. Sorry, wrong you word. Um, Ultimate Smash Bros. game, they are basically reworking every character to be in this game. So I think that brings it to 65 playable characters. Every character in this that's game. ever been in Smash Melee, the original. They're bringing back Pichu, yes. for darn's sake. Like, again, he will remain practically unplayed, I guarantee, on this game. But he's there. Snake is back. That was the one I was most surprised and excited by. Meta Knight will get the nerf he deserves. <laughs> but uh, every character ever including all the DLC from Smash 4 with all the third-party characters, Cloud, Ryu, Bayonetta. Um, everyone's back, um, which I think is amazing. And then, of course, they announced Ridley is finally not too big. He's in Smash Bros. Sakurai made it work, and he looks really awesome. He's, like, very fast, but he's also, like, kind of a powerful character. And his tail gives him some range as well. So really excited to play as Ridley. But um, Ridley was really only the new announcement. We got... Daisy as a clone for Peach, which is an abomination that Daisy is in this game over Waluigi, which I understand Waluigi would take more development time, but uh, Daisy, like, really, Daisy? Like, people wanted Daisy? Like, this was a top request? Like, what is wrong with you people? I mean, uh, Daisy was kind of already a second skin in Melee, kind of. Which is why I give him the pass. It's a clone. She had the same hair, same dress, so... Makes but, sense. But what what excited you most about what we saw for Smash? Is it just the I sheer size the, of the character roster? Or? Uh, the sheer size of the character roster, the like all the different stages they're going to be bringing back. Like yeah. they're bringing back Saffron City from the original Smash Bros. game on 64, which is 
that was probably my most excited stage. That's never been brought forward in any stage. other Smash game. Like, it's been locked on the 64 one forever. Yeah, exactly. So I'm... Yeah, I think that and the character roster is very exciting. I thought it was hilarious that they spent, like, 20 minutes on that video just talking about the changes they had Every made to like say, yeah. hey, this isn't Smash 4.5, it's not Smash Deluxe or Smash Switch. That's a port. It is a new Smash game. And inevitably, after the Direct, everyone's like, wow, Nintendo's so lazy just to four port to the Switch. It is not a port. Like, they are switching up so many gameplay mechanics. Wait, even people said, were saying that after this apparently, announcement? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, no, I, I went on Twitter, and everyone was like, wow, I can't believe that Nintendo uh, just ported Smash 4 to the Switch. And I was like... Okay. Wait, what? Yes. I, no, I texted my friend who's a dev. He's at E3, and I said, I told you Smash 4, or Smash 4 Switch wasn't a port because we had this debate you know a couple months ago and he's like no i still think it's a port they just threw in a couple new character stages and tweaks i'm like no wow (laughs) it's not (laughs) but yeah i mean i really like how they reworked designs for some characters as well like obviously link we knew was going to be breath of the wild focus but they switched up his bow and arrow move he has the remote bomb uh from breath of the wild i'm guessing he might have like a sailcloth as well or something um, we know that Zelda is reworked to look like the Link Between Worlds classic design. Ganondorf looks like the Ocarina of Time Ganondorf, and he finally he is sword? using the sword now, like, finally. Um, so just a lot of really, really cool little reworks um, for a lot of the old favorites, and then obviously getting Inklings who look amazing. Like, all their smash attacks are, like, different weapons from Splatoon, um, and you can, like, hold down the shield button and push B to, like, refill your ink to damage people, and man, this... This game's just going to be amazing. They said there's online. They're not going into details. I'm sure we'll get a couple new newcomers, but Sakurai did say, you know, we're not doing as many newcomers as the last game because, obviously, we have 65 characters already. Like, who's really missing besides Bomberman and Waluigi, who are assist trophies? The the other thing they said is that uh, you'll probably start with a very small roster. Like they said, you might start with the same roster, the original cast, which was 12 characters, and then you'll unlock them which I'm very excited about because I felt like with Smash 4, I didn't feel like I was unlocking characters as much as... And that was such a cool part of, like, Melee and uh, the original you only unlocked. It was maybe, like, 15% of that roster was, like, unlockable, and it was just by playing matches for a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. So that was very exciting. Yeah, I agree. That'll be cool and fun to unlock all those. And my question to you guys is, where does Smash go from here? Like, this is the ultimate Smash Bros. game. Like, it's in the name. They have 65 characters. I'm sure they're going to add more to that with some newcomers and maybe even some DLC down the road. Um, do you think this is the last Smash Bros. game? Like, does this game just get supported for years with more content and you know things being added as like a platform? Are we going to see another Smash Bros. game that you know reboots Smash Bros.? Like, what do you think comes after this game? Like, what do you think the future of Smash is? I genuinely think. Because Sakurai has been like, I really don't want to do Smash anymore. <laughs> Let me free. So I'm like, I'm just going to make this last one. I'm just going to die making it if I need to. <laughs> and it's going to be the last Smash. And it's going to be supported like an Overwatch or yep. a Rainbow Six Siege of some sort. Because yep. it it's pretty... Well, maybe not pretty clear. But it's fairly clear that Nintendo... Their their service is at least working towards setting up for games like that. Mm. Clearly, Fortnite was announced. Yes. That is that, <laughs> that type of game. That type of game does not get put on that platform unless the platform can support it in all ways. Mm. So since clearly it can, 
Smash Ultimate will probably be the last one. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I have felt pretty happy even with Smash 4. I'm like, I mean, other than maybe some additional single-player modes and a few newcomers who I'd like to see, like, I didn't feel like there was necessarily that much to add, but I really like how they're just going all in, bringing every character ever into this game. As you mentioned, Nathan, the reworks of stages, like, these aren't just, like, drag and drop over from the original games. Like, the Melee Jungle Japes level, like, they completely reworked, like, the forest. Like, it looks like a tropical free stage now. And it just, like, looks really, really amazing. A lot more detailed than the original, you know, GameCube version. So, I'm just excited to see, you know, what the final, like, stage list is. And how beautiful all these old stages look reimagined. And obviously, you know, we saw a new Donk City level, uh, Breath of the Wild, you know, uh, level and stuff. To see the new content. But, do you agree? Do you think this last Smash game? I can't say that I think it's the last Smash game because I thought Smash 4 was the last Smash game, especially when they released all the DLC content and added all these really? third-party characters. Yeah, two years of support. Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, okay, Sakurai's like, he's done, I'm finally done. He says he doesn't want to work on Smash anymore after every Smash game. And yeah, so this game is going to, yes, this game is going to go on forever. I think it'll live for a while and they'll support it like you're saying, Anthony. But what about when Nintendo brings out their next console? Are they not going to have a Smash game on there? Like, no, that'll be the port. Yeah, that, yeah. they'll just. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think they'll just port this game forever. So I, I think they'll be at some point in the next like ten years, there will be a new Smash game. Sure. Uh, give you maybe ten years, but I don't think there'll be one for a while. <laughs> no, not for a while. So um, the only argument I have for people who say that this game is a port is probably in mechanics. Mm-hmm. The mechanics. Did, Go ahead. Sorry. It did. It did. Okay, I'm talking about the basic foundational mechanics from Smash 4. Like, it didn't look that much different. I was watching specifically for the hit stun and things like that, and it does not look that much different from Smash 4. I don't even think there is a difference from Smash 4. Yeah, characters have their own specific nuances and things like that that they're changing, but I'm talking about, like, the baseline, foundation, how the fighting actually mechanically works. Yeah, it's probably a port. The the biggest thing that I noticed was the game looks a little bit faster like the way characters move and um all of that looks to be a little bit faster than smash 4 and then also you were talking about how they changed the uh, air dodges air da- yeah air dodges, air dodges you different. go a lot further it's more kind of like the melee air dodges yeah. and you can choose your direction and then they're changing the way ledge grabs work um as well and you can cancel out of uh, dodges by doing smash attacks now um so just a lot of little tweaks like that, that i don't think are yeah seeable right away very but... The very basic mechanics about how, like, what you're talking about, Anthony, I'm sure they brought over and reused a a lot of them. Yeah, I would not be surprised, which I'm totally okay with. Which I'm sure they've done with every Smash game. Yeah, (laughs) and Smash 4, I felt, played very well. Actually, every Smash has been incredibly different. Yeah. Incredibly different. Smash 64 to Melee, completely different. Melee to Brawl, totally different. Brawl to 4 different yes this no. is probably the closest one from the last yeah version. yeah most yes. comparable I, for I, sure. I totally agree and i'm very happy with that because i loved how brawl or how smash 4 played i thought it felt it was a really good balance between speed and um it was kind of a like good middle ground between melee and, and brawl yeah you know. yeah but anyways smash looks awesome only bummer news december 7th <laughs> they I, I, I was expecting an earlier release date, but I know Anthony, you said uh, okay. you think that's it's still this year. That's fine. It's this year supposedly. So. I, if it would have released, in, if they were planning for the summer, it would have been pushed back. 
Yeah, but there's no question. I do like. I think I think it's gonna get delayed to like February. No, it, that, that's my prediction. Holiday. It's gonna be there for the holidays. I'm gonna play this at Christmas with all my family and my cousins. Eight player smash, and it's gonna be amazing. So they are not moving that holiday release date. That is big money. All right, we will see. So moving on, next announcement, Hollow Knight, now available on the Switch. This is a indie game that I've been waiting for for like a year now to come out on the Switch. It's been announced for a while, and they kind of surprise dropped it. That was something that happened a lot this E3. Like Almost every press conference had a, and it's available now, like announcement. Um, Tinoyo did that with Fortnite, Hollow Knight as well. I've only played like the first 30 minutes so far, but I'm just going to say this game is amazing. Highly recommend it already. Um, I kind of have gone dark like i didn't look up a bunch about the game because i wanted to be surprised when i played it but really really cool platforming metroidvania where you basically are defeating enemies and every time you only have five hits and anytime you hit an enemy it refills a soul meter which you use to heal yourself and so you have to kind of stay aggressive and stay in combat if you want to survive um type thing like it's kind of this really interesting risk and reward mechanic and there's seems like there's tons of upgrade paths and it's just really explorable you just get lost in all these alternate tunnels and worlds and i don't know i'm gonna talk more about it next week when i get more time with it but uh really really enjoying my time with hollow knight so far so that was probably my second favorite thing from the direct just because i was waiting for this game and boom it's out so um yeah. are you think you think you're uh, interested in this game nathan uh i know a lot of people said they really enjoyed it when it came out on steam last year and people really liked it said it's metroidvania it i try not to play too many of those because i usually play like an hour or two of them and then get frustrated and stop playing them <laughs> so but it does look really cool uh how you're well, all you're the dlc comes it. with it um, as well which is pretty cool like this is not they're not doing a switch tax like 15 yep. bucks plus all dlc i think there's like two or three packs but yeah you should check it out i, I think i think okay. you'd like it um yeah other than that we got a mario party game which was exciting because they're dropping the car finally <laughs> going back to classic mario party mario party board game you're not riding a car with your friends anymore and super mario party i'm excited for it on switch i think it'll be fun my wife was really excited about this announcement yeah mine too <laughs> it'll be that, i that didn't even know they party. added cars like after mario party like the first one the first. on the N64, <laughs> like I was just done. You're I was like, done. I loved Mario Party, and then I was it. I was like, I don't want Mario <laughs> like, Party two, right. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So, I've played and owned a majority I, of the Mario Party, so like, just trust me when I say this is fantastic news. <laughs> like, yes. No, I, I I looked at this one and I was like, oh, I really, I'm really interested in this. Yes, like something felt very familiar about it, and oh, I, yeah. I have no idea what it was, but. I'm just yeah, so glad I, because they announced and put out that Mario Party Top 100 game on 3DS last year. And I thought it was just incredibly tone deaf. I'm like, everyone has a Switch. I don't want to buy a 3DS game to play with four other people in my living room. Like, give me Mario Party on the Switch. <laughs> and they were working on it this whole time. And it's coming out in a few months. So, very cool. It's coming out uh, first week of October. October so, 5th? Um, yeah. I, that is their October game for Nintendo. My only worry is they looked like there was a lot of like motion-based games in there. Which, Mario Party 8 had some that were okay, but... There were some Mario Party 8 minigames with the Wiimote that was just like, who can shake the Wiimote the fastest to make their soda candy rep the highest? And it's like, this isn't fun. We're just all sitting around here, you know, waggling Wiimotes like idiots. So, like, I, I, I hope there's not too much of that. I think they'll have a good variety, though. They always, I, I think, it said they have over 80, 80 minigames, so. Oh, yeah. They'll be, like, hopefully a not, third of them that are good, a third of them that are, like, meh, and a third of them are terrible. I feel like that's usually how it works yeah, in Mario Party. Yeah, fair enough. 
The interesting uses with Switch looked like the undocked. Yeah, multi-switches. Like the two switches connected. Yeah, that looked pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, I That want... looked like really cool technology, but I wonder how much they'll use it. Exactly. Like Most people don't oh, I, It's probably going to be like three mini-games, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it looked cool. It yeah. Did, yeah, neat idea. They're sure. finally delivering on that promise for the Wii U that they'd make games with two gamepads together. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, what else did you guys uh, want to talk about from Nintendo? Uh, they showed Fire Emblem. Uh, it's called Fire Emblem Three Houses. Look. I thought it looked like a really cool console version of Fire Emblem. I think it looks like Fire Emblem. I don't think it looks that different. When you go into battle, like it shows all these other characters around your guy yeah, it looked now. Like Fire Emblem Warriors almost kind of. Yeah, yeah, armies. Very now. similar. So I thought it looked cool. I think people who enjoy Fire Emblem will really like that game, and it looks like a quality like console experience more so than the 3ds games i guess yeah so i did like how it kind of zoomed in and out of like the battlefield and the up close like attacks like that looked really seamless which you know you would hopefully expect from a console version of the game that can handle a little bit more but yeah i mean that game will probably come out and be pretty solid that's next year though right yeah it's officially delayed to spring 2019 so 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 not like the 3ds games i liked awakening i Um, liked awakening it was good um, I didn't play the other ones. I just didn't think this one okay. looked that much different, which isn't a bad thing or anything. But, um, yeah, it, that'll come out next year. So, cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everything Nintendo announced, which no big Star Fox Grand Prix game from Retro. Like, that was maybe Thank leaked God. or rumored. <laughs> that's not happening. Um, no Metroid. They said, yeah, we're not focused on Metroid. We're still making it, but didn't feel like showing it really this year. Um, I'm fine with that. So yeah, I think that makes sense. I think a lot of people were upset about that, but they announced that game was in development last year. Like, still probably early. They yeah. used the Metroid Prime logo from Metroid Prime Three and put a little <laughs> four on it. They did. <laughs> they photoshopped it like a week before E3. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no Metroid, uh, which I know was bummer to some people, but there wasn't really any new announcements. Like we knew Fortnite was coming. Like that was pretty obvious but yeah nothing really new announced which isn't bad like nintendo obviously does directs you know a couple times throughout the year so you know we already got smash announced earlier this year i'm sure we'll get some more smash news and maybe a couple other new games coming out later this year but yeah i think overall is a good good overall smash looks amazing but not a lot of surprises really so yeah i think people were disappointed by that i think like you said nintendo does directs three anywhere between like four to five directs a year and they need to have something to excite people for those directs that come out in november or october or whenever they do another direct yeah and so we'll see more games for next year and beyond in those directs just because they didn't announce it doesn't mean they're not working on it yeah fair enough um so our last segment today we're just gonna be talking about kind of all the other uh companies that did press conferences three big ones was bethesda ubisoft and ea and just, I know we kind of mentioned Star Fox a minute ago. I'm guessing all these rumors came from this Star Fox Starlink add-on because Ubisoft basically was showing off this Starlink game, which is basically a toys to life star fighting game with spaceships. And Fox McCloud just like comes in. He's in his R-Wing, looks very true to Star Fox, you know, original 64 gameplay, but it's a whole game that looks really, really amazing. But I was really excited for this. Miyamoto was there. Like, it looked really neat. But this game is like an $80 Toys to Life game. Like, you're starting at $80, and then you're expected to spend, you know, another $100 on all the additional toys and weapons and cars and pilots. And I don't know. I'm very mixed because of this. Like, it looks fun. I really want to play it. But 
this is not a game I can really get into, I don't think. So. Yeah, this game looks really cool. It's obviously, I think, kind of focused on kids, but I read a couple previews, and people said it didn't feel like a game that was downplaying to kids. Like, like it didn't feel like It wasn't super easy or something like that. There was still a good general difficulty, and I think they said there's seven different planets that you can kind of explore and oh, fly cool. around. And That's good. So it looks interesting. I agree with you. I it's a Ubisoft game, so hopefully it comes down in price <laughs> relatively quickly. That's that's what I'm holding out hope for. Yeah, collect, collect a bunch more plastic little figurines that'll gather dust in a year. <laughs> well, Ubisoft seems to have a little bit more clout than EA, so it might stay eighty dollars for a little bit longer. We'll see. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, so. even Mario and Rabbids like went on sale to like thirty bucks. Like, yeah, that's... five or six months after launch, and that had Mario in the title. So like. I feel like this one might as well. But I don't know. It depends how well it takes off, obviously. Um, Skylanders, at the end of its life cycle, you could get the whole base game for five bucks. So we'll see. Um, yeah, Beyond Good and Evil 2. The gaming continues to look absolutely incredible. These cinematics they put out are amazing. This game world looks impossibly big, and the scope for this game is just incredible. But like, the more I see it, the more I'm like, I want to see more, and I'm really intrigued. But... This game's probably not coming out for like four years on the next PlayStation <laughs> or whatever. So, I mean, is that just me, or do you guys think this game's also very far away? I think I, I think it'll come out this generation. I just don't know what this game is. Yeah. At this point, yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, what? I'm thinking about the original Beyond Good and Evil. Yes, very different. And and sale's original intent for that first game, and I'm like, okay, I think this game is moving towards that original intent. Mm. But it also seems to be going in a completely different direction yeah, that I sure. don't quite understand. And I and I get it. It's a prequel, so we're going to be left in the dark about some things until we play the game. Yeah. But it looks totally different direction. Yeah, yeah, like they called it their space opera in the press conference. Yeah, which <laughs> it looks like. They? Yeah, they did. Which I think I only played part of the original Beyond Good and Evil. Like I didn't finish it, so. I can't really speak to what the original vision and what that was. It's a was. more realized world for this one. Like, they took the vision, which obviously technical limitations didn't get in the very big world to play with. But this is just like, hey, look, now it's that world, but every world is massive, and you can go to all these different worlds See, on top yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a next-generation game because I, I don't know if the current consoles can do what they're saying they're well, we've been seeing pre-alpha footage for three years so <laughs> i mean if if it would be only because of development not because of scope not because we of have scope. destiny already we got anthem coming Destiny's so. worlds are not as big as this game is promising we don't even know what this game's worth <laughs> yeah are. like you don't even know how big they are you you make a fair point you make a fair point i i can agree with that for what we've seen though it appears to be very large worlds, very yeah. Exciting. We saw what Destiny came out to be. So don't yes. give me that talk. <laughs> it, it it looks very. It has a very interesting, and the scope seems very promising. So I'm hey, excited. Jane seems I just to think be a villain in this game. Away. So I want to see what the story is going. Like I'm very interested in the story. Yeah, that, what, what is that? Like what are they doing? Yeah, like, I have no idea. Like I'm really look it's really like, intriguing though. I want to see more of it. So. But, uh, yeah, uh, what else do you guys want to talk about from any other conference? Maybe Ubisoft or EA? Um, so Anthony mentioned Anthem, and that game on in EA's press conference did not look good. Like, they spent 15 minutes talking about concept art beforehand, yeah. and then they showed a demo of it. And to me, the demo, like, the area they were playing in looked very similar to what they showed last year as far as 
kind of the visual the visuals of it even like the same geography and stuff like that and the game didn't look that fun to play like in my opinion it's a third person game you have these different uh I forget what they cool call down them. abilities. Different suits. Suit. No, well, the different suits and stuff. Oh, the like javelin that. suits. Yeah, the javelin suits. And each of them, you know, some of them are you can he- more heavy focused. You want. So, kind of like Titanfall. Almost. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I just didn't think it looked like a lot of fun to play, which well, if you enjoy Destiny, the reason you enjoy Destiny is because of the gunplay, not because of anything yeah. else. Well, it looked almost more MOBA ish to me. Like, you have all your different cooldown abilities and you're activating those with your team to, you know, be efficient with your DPS and stuff like that. But. I don't think it's as, you know, action or shooter heavy as obviously something like Destiny or Division would be. Um, but, I mean, the game environments look cool. The flying looks like it's fun. But now this is one I am more skeptical on, Anthony, about, like, how big that world is. Like, I feel like they're showing us very little and the worlds aren't going to be nearly as big as they're promising and saying. But, I mean, again, I feel like this game is still very, very early on. Like, I wasn't surprised when it got delayed, like, like you said, we saw concept art for like half the time they were showing this game. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 the one game where I feel like I feel better about Destiny, but that's because <laughs> wow, <laughs> I hate Destiny. So, I mean, Takey King was fine, but the rest of it. Yeah. But I wasn't too. I get. I, I, I felt like the game will be more fun to play than Anthem. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the gameplay was a little bit more diverse than Destiny because the environments felt more diverse. I suppose. Granted, I haven't played Destiny two, so besides the demo, yeah. and I know Destiny two did improve on the environment, so I'll give it credit for that. But the whole world just does not seem as interesting as Destiny. Like, mm-hmm. Destiny's environments, the world, like, what they put around the gunplay does seem more interesting, even though I think it's it's pretty boring to get through it all. But, like, the story and all of that stuff surrounding what Anthem is doing, it just doesn't seem that interesting. Mm-hmm. So if the gunplay ends up being not great, and then that part is not great, too, then Anthem's just going to be a flop. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Bioware, that's what they're supposed to be known for, is their storytelling so hopefully it is. They just haven't shown anything yeah. that looks interesting as far as and, like, storytelling. There's no goes. social spaces. Like I'm really confused how mission structures work. Like there's not like a tower like Destiny or like a area where you can meet up with other players. Whenever you go to like your hub world uh to like, you know, get gear or go to vendors and stuff, it's only a solo experience. Like you're there and your hub world looks different than others hub worlds. And like they said there's no PvP in this game, which I'm like you, you're having a shared world shooter that has no pvp like that doesn't make sense to me so i don't know i feel like, like this is fine. the first year is going to be very similar to how destiny was that first year felt like a beta there wasn't a lot there they fixed a lot of things you know moving forward but i don't know this this game definitely does not look as great as i was hoping i really want this game to be good but I yeah don't know. I, I hope they maybe take their time with it and delay it again <laughs> because i think they're there's in I'm at least intrigued just in release what they're it, trying to do. And we're gonna all pick it up a year or two after it comes out when the special edition comes out with all the DLC and improvements. Like that that'll be the thing to do. But Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um I know you want to talk about Assassin's Creed a little bit, because your prediction was pretty much spot on, like going full RPG on Assassin's Creed yeah. Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you can choose 
to be either a boy or a girl, which is really neat. And there's going to be story, like, dialogue choices. Not, like, a ton. Like, all the ones they showed were just either two options, but... There is options. <laughs> yeah, there's options. It's more RPG. And the game itself is set in ancient Greece, uh, 400 BC, which I think is before AC Origins, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Well, it's evolves around Sparta a lot, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. I didn't. I didn't look at a lot at this game. Uh, it, the gameplay looks very, very similar to Assassin's Creed Origins, which I'm playing through right now. I'm enjoying it, and uh, I think Rob talked about how much he likes it last year. So hopefully, it'll be good. Yeah, looks like it should be good. <laughs> but hopefully, Anthony, you're the Assassin's. Cre- you're another Assassin's Creed fan. Did you see anything about this game? Anybody not concerned about the idea that this game came out a year after Origins? That That's what I worry I mean, about. I'm like, do they <laughs> like, take another year hiatus every year to make a solid game? Or is this just going to be Origins 2.0? They took 2. one year 0. off and they're back to cash 1. grabbing. 2. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to take an extra, what, did they do three years on no, they, they did two. They took one year off and didn't release okay. a new Assassin's Creed game. And then they, they just released uh, remasters I mean, in a movie you know, instead. That, yeah, that year made a big difference. It did but, make a big difference, mm-hmm. yeah. Now it's like, oh, we're going to release the next one. So I don't know if they're just recycling a lot of the assets and code from Origins. Yeah. and I, kind It of looks like that. that. Like the, well, even the eras kind of The combat together. looks very yeah. similar. Like, I think it's yeah. still using the shoulder button combat from Origins with the R1 and the R2. And all of that looked very, very similar. So I think they are. Probably That's fine. It. Like, Assassin's Creed 2 and 3 were very similar yeah. in that way and not three excuse me brotherhood yes we're very similar in that way and Mm -hmm. brotherhood turned out to be a fantastic game so i'm not i'm not going to say this game's going to be trash just because it was a year later um it actually might work out better in in the same way assassin's creed 2 and brotherhood turned out so i i am interested in this game on on that front um i haven't played origins yet I still want to play that game. That's the first Assassin's Creed I've been interested in in a in a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I think it could be good. I I am wondering how those the RPG elements mm-hmm. and the expansion of them uh, will actually play out in the long run of the game. Will it become tired? Will it become you know? Will the stuff you get become? too powerful over time will you need to switch something you know stuff like that rpg elementization is like yeah yeah will you end up needing to customize anything because you have x thing that's i don't need to switch it out so good type of stuff well and ac origins is really kind of crazy because it's almost like a loot game like you're constantly getting new weapons and there's different tiers of them like uh purple is like legendary like it's similar to destiny gold is like exotic those are like the best weapons in the game so you're like constantly switching and so you're weapons constantly and gear? kind of switching your weapons and gear out and i think eventually once you get to a certain point you kind of get ones that you like and stick with it but at least so far i'm probably about 15 hours into the game and i've constantly kind of changed my play style based yeah, on good. what i have okay that's so, positive yeah I think if you enjoyed Origins, or if you enjoy Origins, then you will probably enjoy Odyssey. I think it'll be very similar to that style. Yeah. Are you Odyssey? Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bold new direction yes. for the Mario Odyssey franchise. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Taking it to the uh, Sparta kingdom. Um, one thing I want to say is I've seen a lot of kind of negative feedback from Bethesda fans about Fallout 76, and I think it actually looks like the 
most interesting Fallout game. Like, I've never liked those games. I've never really owned any of them. I've played a little bit of them. Haven't been able to get into it, but I've always kind of wanted to get a little more into survival games, but other than Breath of the Wild, I don't really have any. Um, but it looks like a really cool survival game. It's online, so you can play a lot with your friends, similar to, you know, one of the reasons I like Destiny is you can play online and do fun stuff with your friends. And this is a, it would be a fun game to hang out with, with friends and stuff. And they said you can also play it in single player if you would like to as well. And I think it looks pretty interesting. Always kind of online, multiplayer, single player, survival game with shooting elements. You're interacting with other people. I think it sounds cool, but apparently I, I, other people I, do not agree. Okay. Okay. Anthony, you have, yeah. you have you have thoughts. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm going to quote your note here. It says, hot take, exclamation point, 76 looks like the best Fallout game. Yeah, I do not like any of the Fallout games. I don't think they're that great mechanically, and this game looks like but the best But here's one. the thing. Like, you don't like the Fallout game just because you don't like the genre, not necessarily because you don't like what Fallout Brings. Yeah, so this is changing the genre. That's it's interesting that's to fair. me. I think it'll be the best one for me. But can you understand why the Fallout games are so good and so revered? They're just because of like, <clears throat> I'm guessing because all the single player stuff and it's this is different, so people are angry and they don't like change. But every <laughs> single franchise has spinoffs and misses or tries new directions of different things. So I don't really see what the big deal is. It's Fallout. Like it's it's on the same level as like, like Skyrim in no, terms Skyrim of Skyrim like did an MMO game. Elder Scrolls. They did Elder Scrolls online, and no one lost their pants over that one. Like, you you're calling this the best game, the best Fallout game? Yeah, because it's multiplayer, and I think <laughs> multiplayer games add more depth. It's single uh, player and here's multiplayer. The, here's the thing. I think it looks neat. I just think all of the other multiplayer games we have kind of speak to how people can be real jerks and i don't i don't sure. fault people for saying i don't want to play a game where we're going to be constantly getting shot and killed by other players because they think it's funny to pick on a single play someone who wants to play a single player in an online environment and i think that will they're gonna to have to deal with the nature of people online and toxicity and everything else that goes into that just like all of the other online games have to. So I, I just don't think know how they're going to single player gamers that. need to branch out and try multiplayer game. If there's ever a multiplayer game that a fallout single player only person would like, it would be this one. But I feel like so many of them are just going to skip it on principle because they added online to my game that I want to only be single player. Like just have an open mind. I think it looks like a cool new direction for the series. Well, and it's going to bring in a lot of new people to fallout. It doesn't they, go ahead. It's multiplayer. It's multiplayer elements added to a game that's been traditionally single player. Fallout has online elements to it, it's, but it's not multiplayer in the same way 76 is doing it. Yeah. But it's also like Fallout has been a very hardcore RPG. Like one of the main it has. reasons that uh, people enjoy that series is because of the VAT system, which is where you can slow down time and special target different areas of the body part, um, etc., you're not going to be able to do that in this online shooter Praise game. Praise the Lord! I can understand people who are like, no, I like that in my games. I enjoy that. Especially because the Fallout like first-person combat isn't very good. Good thing those no, people still have another thousand hours of content in Fallout 4 they probably haven't played yet. That's what I will say to that. So I think it's good. It's not a surprise that Bethesda is wanting to bring in a new audience 
to a one of their IPs, one of their series, you're still going to get a Fallout 5 that will be called Fallout 5 and be in a single-player experience in a couple of years. Like, no, no, no. But that, will be, that will be like 10 years, at least 10 <laughs> years from now. I don't know when, but it will happen, so just wait for that. But if, if you, you haven't played Fallout 4, this. like this is not the game that's going to bring you into Fallout. Like There's so many other survival games yeah. that will probably be better than this well, one. I like how much time Bethesda and content they put in the games, like the Ark survival one, like the dinosaur, I had some friends playing that and it just looked like super janky and unpolished. Like it looked like it was almost like a beta still. And this game looks like it's going to be a lot more things to do and a lot more content in there. So I don't know. I, I think it, I think it'll be good. Have an open mind. I think it's not a bad thing, but if you add in some, an optional co-op mode in a game, I think it's fun. More fun to play games with friends than by yourself a lot of the time, but um, I guess we'll have to wait and see see how the game is received. Yeah. But it I guess comes... the real question is when will they add Battle Royale? <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, game is Battle Royale. Yeah. Last Man Standing. <laughs> That's what people are worried about. No. There's no permadeath. You respawn. You never lose progress or items, so <laughs> you shouldn't be too worried about this game, I don't think. But We'll see. It comes out in November, so yeah, sooner not too rather far away. than later. Anyways, that's our show. Let us know what you think about um, your favorite E3 announcements. We had a lot of different um, announcements to do. We will be give, closing you off with the new main theme from the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, Anthony's on the show. You have a new podcast, is right, Anthony? I do. What is that <laughs> called? It's called Real Talk About Video Games. And basically, it's it's kind of like a video game book club where yeah. I play a game for however long I think I need to play it, and then I'll run through my thoughts about it. The idea is written reviews, and and in some cases, some video reviews, minus like Total Biscuit, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> don't go deep into games yeah. because of space time you know written limits things yeah, like that gotta hit your deadline and, with a written review yeah and that's fair like i'm not i'm not knocking that but i think some people are looking for deeper analysis of games and so my my idea is to not only hit games from a product standpoint but to also hit games from the artistic and cultural standpoint so I, i'm looking at everything at least everything that interests me from from my perspective so yeah it's still not going to be everything but because I'm still only one person, yeah. but the goal is the goal is to hit a game from every angle that I can think of uh, to, you know, get people thinking about what they're playing. Yeah. And I do say I do want to say I appreciate uh, how deep you do go into those games. Like you just focus on one game, you give, give about 30 minutes of uh, analysis on the show. And uh, it always brings up some good points i always find myself thinking about it the, the day after and stuff too and it's fun yeah, talking with you on twitter as the well overwatch episode was really good yeah so where can people find you on twitter so we can uh, find your podcast uh at mr ant shelton m-r-a-n-t shelton s-h-e-l-t-o-n yep. so mr ant shelton yep. i can't so. think of a smaller name so. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine so. So definitely look up Anthony on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter as well at Games. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much, Anthony, for joining us. We will see you guys next week.